Happy second Sunday of Easter, everyone. Last week was the first Sunday of Easter, the, the day that we, uh, maybe the most important day, the day of days in the Christian calendar. And throughout the season of Easter Tide, until Pentecost, we will have Sundays that we call Sunday in Easter Tide or Sundays of Easter. And we'll also uh, observe the ascension of the Lord. And then the Pentecost day when the Holy Spirit came in fullness and we saw some big changes in the disciples then. And I want to read to you today as we rejoice and that Alleluia Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. So here the gospel of Jesus Christ according to St. John chapter 20 beginning with verse 19. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house were where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced. When they saw the Lord, Jesus said to them, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who is also called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. And Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but they are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of the living God, and that although believing, you may have faith in his name. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I know this is an amazing story, and it seems something that is too amazing to believe that someone died and rose from the dead and appeared and eventually ascended into heaven. He had come down from heaven. He was the son of God. It sounds like a pretty big story, and there's so much evidence and witnesses and things that were written, uh, as I said last week, uh, that some would just have to choose not to believe. And that's what faith is about. You can see 
or you can't see. You can choose or not choose. So Jesus made it a point here uh, to tell uh, Thomas, I don't know if you may remember, but earlier in the Gospels, Thomas was uh, with Jesus and they were headed to Jerusalem and and some were warning Jesus not to go to Jerusalem, but Thomas, the daring Thomas, instead of the doubting Thomas, said, Jesus, I will follow you all the way to Jerusalem. I'll follow you anywhere, even to the death, the daring Thomas. Quite a difference from that time until the resurrection. And Thomas just couldn't believe until he saw Jesus and put his finger in Jesus' scars and touched his side. Kind of like a, Jesus was saying, Thomas, I told you so. That's some words that we really hate to hear. It. I told you so. My mom used to say it to me. I told you so. If you do that, you probably said it. I've said it. You know, if you ever watch the TV comedy, Will and Grace, they have that little song. Uh, sometimes they start singing, told you so, told you so. So everybody likes to be right, but there was a reason Jesus wanted to be right here, and he was right, and he needed to tell Thomas and all the disciples of what I have been telling you is true, and you still have a hard time believing you doubt. You even see me and you doubt. You've seen all of these miracles, and you've followed me for three years, and you've seen people raised from the dead, uh, lepers cleansed, a sinner set free, uh, lame people walked, you name it. And yet Peter denied Christ three times before uh, the cock crowed the day he was crucified, after he was arrested. But Peter had a big change in his life, and we'll talk about that later on. But his scars, his scars, Jesus' scars were proof of his redemptive power. He's saying, I told you, so here's my scars. Here's, I'm pierced in my hands, and I was nailed to a cross in my feet, and they pierced me in my side to see if I was uh, still uh, living before they were going to break his legs, and water and blood came out separately, and that proved that Jesus was already dead. He proclaimed that it's accomplished, it's finished. And then Jesus says something, peace, guys, peace be with you. Chill out. You know, you, you've been in here hiding in, in this room behind these locked doors for fear of what's going to happen to you. But he says, peace be with you. And he breathed on the Holy Spirit and a, and a portion of the Spirit came upon them and, and a, a renewing. And he said, my peace I give to you. And uh, as my Father sent me here to do all this, I'm going to send you to do bigger works. And that's, some, that's a pretty big order there. Paul said in uh, Romans chapter 8 that all things work together to the good of them that love the Lord. And uh, Peter wrote in 1 Peter that, that, uh, that we're called and that Jesus shows himself to us and he shows to others through us. And you say, well, I just don't know. I'm not very outgoing, and I don't like to tell people too much about my faith, and they might think I'm a fanatic, or, you know, I don't want to offend anyone. 
You know, you can respect all religions, which I do completely. I may not agree with them all. I've got a lot of Muslim friends. I've got Buddhist friends, Hindu friends. I've got friends that are Protestant, Catholic. I've got Jewish friends. I respect all of those faiths, but they know what I believe. And I will tell them what I believe, and I'll listen to what they believe, and it helps me believe what I believe. And sometimes it's helped them to believe what I believe. But I see a lot of, uh, of great things in so many faiths that are so similar to ours that, you know, they kind of put a lot of us Christians to shame because they would certainly share their faith and certainly tell you what they think. So why shouldn't we? And so Jesus is telling us to have good cheer, be of good, you know, have courage. Here's for the proof. Now you're going to have to go out and share. Uh, you may remember that <clears throat> Dr. Martin Luther King, had, uh, he was threatened at the beginning, when he was in his 20s, his family, that they were going to put a bomb on his porch or, or a bomb his house if he did get out of town in three uh, days. And he was a very young man, but he prayed and, and God gave him the strength and told him that he was going to, uh, he had a purpose in his life. And so he decided to say, and they did set a bomb off on his porch and they were all okay. But think about it. What if he had uh, tucked tail and ran and given up and all the civil rights leaders and all the leaders of the, of the faith through the world, all of those that have died martyrs, deaths, or those who have gone, uh, you know, the, the Reformation and the early revivals. Think about John Wesley. He couldn't even believe that what had happened, what he had felt in his heart when it was warm, where he had been a minister, a priest for all those years, even the missionary, but something really changed. And he wrote about it for, for a long period of time before he could actually say, you know, is this really true? And his brother Charles wrote in, his, in that hymn, and can it be that I should gain an interest in my Savior's blood, that I could gain something from that? So we struggle in our faith and uh, wondering if we should, if we really have experienced Christ or if there's anything to this faith business or if it's the right thing. And of course, we know that there's so many, even within Christendom, so many different points, even within our own church. I'm a United Methodist and you want to know, you know, some say, well, uh, there's an old saying that that uh, the, the Catholic, you ask what, well, this is what the Pope says. And, you know, uh, a fundamentalist, you ask them uh, what, and they say, well, the King James Bible says this. And if you ask a Methodist uh, what something means, and they say, well, this is what I think. So, so we have a lot of, of thinking people. We took Wesley's words, think and let think, and and so there's some good stuff in that, and there's some things that we just kind of maybe can't see eye to eye on some things. And so we have so many different thoughts, but it gives a lot of freedom because we see Jesus in a special way, just like Thomas did. You know, he had the 
he had to touch those scars. But you know, Jesus said, you believe because you've seen this. But blessed are those who have not seen. And still they believe through the generations over 2,000 years of Christianity. Blessed are every one of you who hear my voice. You know, it's so wonderful that we've gone outside the walls that people are hearing. I'm, I'm looking at how many hits that we have on YouTube, and I'm thinking, you know, I'm used to preaching to uh, 25 people on a good Sunday in a small church, and hundreds and hundreds of people are listening to these sermons, these homilies. That's wonderful, and just think how many more are watching. You know, God works all things to the good of them that love him. He sent us out. He didn't send us to hide behind walls. They were locked in behind the walls and the doors. And Jesus said, you know, get out there. And so we, he said, don't be afraid. Um, don't be afraid of the bomb threats. Don't be afraid of, of the persecution. Don't be afraid of viruses. Don't be afraid of uh, what people think. You don't have to be rude. You don't have to be overbearing. You don't have to be non-accepting or, or pre prejudicial or whatever the case may be, but just share. You know, John Wesley said, just offer them Christ. That was a simple message. You know, the, the, first, the one and only important uh, commandment that Jesus said is love God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. And thus doing this, you fulfill the law, you know, do no harm, do good, and love God. Do no harm to others. Do good works and keep that commitment. You see, uh, Bishop Winley, uh, when I was in college, an African-American uh, Pentecostal preacher in New York came uh, in, from Harlem. He had the uh, ministry there, and he came. I got, had the pleasure of picking him up at the airport, and they always thought that, I, you know, because I lived closer to Atlanta, because so many of those folks uh, that I went to college with were from out of state. And so they'd send me down to the airport to pick up uh, digging tears a lot. So uh, I enjoyed that, of course. And Bishop Winley came and had a good talk. But that night he was preaching, and... Uh, and he brought out a point, and it stuck in my mind through all these years, and I think that's probably been 40 years ago. And he said something that was profound. He said, the safest place out of God's will may be the most dangerous place. The safest place out of God's will may be the most dangerous place. And on the other hand, the most dangerous place in the will of God is the safest place. You see, Jesus said, "Get out, of, get out of this room, guys. You got to, you got to go out there and show the love of God. You got things you got to do. We, we have to remember we have a friend of Jesus, and I shared that the other day. My mom's, one of my mom's favorite hymns, if not her favorite, is what was what a friend we have in Jesus, and that's what we have to remember that the peace and the courage." Go together to go out there. Easter is not a one and done thing. You know, Christmas and come and talk about the baby Jesus and then come back on Easter and think of the resurrection. Those are beautiful services and beautiful times and very meaningful to us in the Christian faith. But it's not a one and done thing. Christ comes into the world at Christmas and we, we 
take that. And Christ goes on and grows up and begins his ministry, and he he dies for our sins, and he's buried and raised again and is ascended, and he gives us his presence, the Holy Spirit. We call it the Holy Spirit, but really it's the Holy Presence of God, of Jesus Christ with us. Easter's every day. We don't just celebrate the resurrection and just forget about it. We have seen his scars, his hands, his feet. We've seen it. When I survey the wondrous cross, think about that. We see those things, the crown of thorns. So we've been given the Holy Spirit. We've been given the Holy Presence. We are where the rubber hits the road when we get outside those doors. Jesus calls us to be outside the walls and to share his love and to live out our faith. Someone asked me, do I respect people who disagree with me? And I say sometimes, you know, I'm very opinionated, particularly in politics and, and some other things. But... You know, those are my convictions, and I'm going to stand by them. But I, you know, they say, well, how do you deal with people who disagree with you? I said, well, God calls me to love them and to accept their opinions, even if they're different than mine. And even if I think they're wrong, and even if I see inconsistencies, they can see all that in me, too. So loving God and neighbor and treating people as God wants us to treat each other that's a tall order. That's where the rubber hits the road. That's what this whole Christmas uh, Christian thing is about. To share the joy and the peace and the courage and the purpose of Jesus Christ. Can it be? Can it be that we have an interest in all this? That that all of this is actually real? You know, we sit in our walls now at home, sheltered in place, separated from each other in the physical sort of way. But I think our spirits have grown stronger within and with each other. I mean, I sit and reflect, and I, you know, I think, gosh, all of this had, you know, it's something good got to come out. I don't think it uh, uh, happened just for this, but because of this it happened, I think something good will come out of it. I don't know. You know, if God is God, God can do whatever God wants. But I don't think that, that it had anything to do uh, with God making this happen. But if it did, so be it. That's not me to decide. But I do believe, no matter what, from this horrible time that we find ourselves in, I think we start seeing things a little bit clearer. People have got to be careful not to nut up and do some crazy things. We see some strange things happening out there right now. We need to stay calm. We need to stay cool. We need to think. We need to do the will of God, and we need to treat each other with great respect and be thankful for those people who are on the front line and remember those who have suffered because of this. And let us remember that, that 
Jesus Christ, we as Christians, has called us with a purpose to share his love, to share God's love to the whole world. They may not give it back to us, but we are called to give it to everyone, regardless of their faith, regardless if they have no faith, regardless if they're hostile, but to show our love. Join with me as we profess our faith. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived of the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. On the third day, he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. And from thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen and amen. O oh God, that loves us more than we can even imagine, as we seek your peace, as we seek your grace, as we seek your courage, as we seek the purpose that you have called us to carry out in our lives, and in a world of darkness, in a world of uh, of uncertainty in a world of turmoil in many ways and so many without jobs and we are, are concerned about them and so many that that um, just don't know what they're going to do and we're, we're uncertain but one thing's for sure you tell us that you are with us always to the end of the age and we have to hold on to your promises Lord the early church like I've said over and over, even in the most horrible, horrible circumstances, I still believed. Peter was crucified upside down by tradition, as said. Every one of those disciples were martyred. Every one of them. The Apostle Paul was martyred. They gave their lives. And we have become complacent and comfortable and we wonder why our churches are empty. Yeah, we're sinners. Man, I'm the biggest sinner I know. I've said it over and over, God. We're complacent. But I ask you, O oh Lord, to bring your spirit, breathe your spirit anew and afresh on all your people. Be with those first responders. Be with those who are out there on the front line and those that are seeking wisdom for cure of vaccine and the scientific things that are going on, reveal the truth, Lord. Reveal the way. Give strength to those that, that need it and comfort to those who are losing loved ones and peace to those who are facing even death. Lord, help us to lift them all up and continue to feed the hungry and care for those who uh, may be without. Because, Lord, 
you're worthy. You've shown us, you tell us that we have a purpose. And Lord, help us to live that purpose. We pray for those that are sick, those that are on our minds, those in our family. We pray for our government, for our president, for leaders around the world, state leaders, governor, uh, those in our local communities, those who are trying to lead, those who may have a hard time uh, figuring things out. But God, help them and help us to uh, live on this earth in peace and help us, Lord, to work together. And as we live in this free society and and Lord, uh, we thank you for it and be, that you've given us this world, this country that we can uh, self-determine and we have liberty. And that's a blessing. And so Lord, help us make the right decisions and see things the right way and to do your will, do your bidding. But we ask these things in the name of the one who told us peace, I leave with you. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, our sins, our debts, those things, Lord, that are so powerful uh, in our lives as we forgive those who sin against us, who transgress against us, who, who are our debtors or indebted to us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Deliver us from evil in whatever way it may present itself. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We thank Gail Ayers, our wonderful pianist, for providing some music today, putting all this together for you. You're going to see on the screen the uh, address to our treasurer. I urge you as, as much as I can in faith, keep your uh, tithes and your offerings going uh, to the treasurer. We're out of those walls and ministries going on, but the bills are still there, folks. And you're the one that pay those bills. That's that's your building there, Faith United Methodist Church on Valley Hill Road in Riverdale. That's your building, and that's where you minister from and where you worship. So help us to be able to keep on budget. We need you. Uh, things are coming in kind of slow, and I know we get out of and some people are uncertain, but in faith, we ask you to to help keep the ministry going. We're not in dire need yet, but we don't want to get there. So please, I ask you all as members to keep your vow of uh, your prayers and your presence and your gifts and your witness. And so now I, as we leave, we want you to enjoy uh, Gives music and enjoy uh, a time of worship and meditation. And as we finish, may the love of God, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be upon you and in you and through you to all this world in showing the presence of God through you. 
forevermore. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.